0: Welcome to Impact Powerhouse, the podcast that explores groundbreaking innovations driving positive change in our world. In today's episode, we delve into an enlightening article titled, SIER: Pioneering Solar Power as a Service in Indonesia with a Leasing Model, written by Putu Agungwaja Putera and published on October 27, 2020, on the Compass List website. This captivating piece introduces Ask Shuria, a company that is revolutionizing the solar power industry in Indonesia. By offering a unique leasing model, Shuria targets corporate customers without requiring any upfront payment. Already attracting major clients and securing investment from Climb Capital's impact investment fund (CISIF). Shuria is making waves in the renewable energy sector. Join us as we explore how Exuria's innovative approach is driving the adoption of solar power and paving the way for a more sustainable future in Indonesia. Discover how Suria is empowering businesses to embrace clean energy solutions without the financial barriers that have traditionally hindered their adoption. Unlike typical solar panel vendors that sell and install solar power systems, Indonesian startup Zuria offers solar power to corporate clients as hardware as a service via a leasing model. No down payment is needed, allowing companies to install solar panels with no upfront cost. Since its launch in 2018, Shuria has delivered 20 projects with a multi-megawatt power generation portfolio. It has also added some prominent names to its client list, including Unicorns, Tokopedia and Traveloka, Logistics giant MGM Bosco and a Jakarta shopping mall, Plaza Indonesia. According to Xuria's director of technology and co-founder, Edwin Janarko, clients cut 15 to 20% off their electricity bills after adding its solar panels to their roofs. Feedback has been very positive and about 30% of projects are from client referrals, Widjanarko said in an interview via online call. Last month, Juria became the first to receive investment from the Southeast Asia Clean Energy Facility. CESA, a climate impact investment fund launched in June by Singapore-based Climb Capital, At an initial size of $10 million and focused on propelling new projects in Vietnam, Indonesia and the Philippines, Wijnarko declined to reveal the amount raised. For many prospective users of solar power, be it in home or commercial settings, the initial cost of buying and installing the solar panels can be a big deterrent. To lower that barrier to adopting solar power, Suria opts for the HEAS model with its flexible down payment options. Its end-to-end service model includes the full range of services, from initial consultations and surveys to installation, operation and maintenance, as well as equipment replacement during the lease period. Clients can opt for no down payment or a flexible down payment. They can also opt to buy the system outright during the lease period. During the consultation phase, Xuria provides a projection on how much savings the solar power system can provide, based on factors like local weather and climate, as well as system wear and tear. This projection, along with the client's choice of down payment, is used to determine lease payment whenever the system fails to perform at the projected level, due to cloudy skies or technical errors, for example, and generates lower than expected power the lease payments will correspondingly fall. A client's net savings during the lease period depend on several factors, including how much electricity used. Smaller commercial buildings, for example, stand to save more than factories and warehouses with 24. Seven operations. One client operates an office building that's open from 7am to 6pm, so electricity is used only when the solar panels are generating power. In that particular case, they save close to 60% on power bills, said Wijanako, who believes that cost is the biggest impediment to solar power adoption, which should not be an obstacle to go green. The Indonesian solar power industry is growing with more local and foreign players. To stay competitive, Zuria is positioning itself as not just a vendor, but also as a consultant. It recruits top talents in engineering, such as graduates of Institute Technology, Bandung and government scholarship holders. Half of our team members are engineering graduates. We pick the cream of the crop. Internally, we share knowledge and allocate time for personal development, said Wijnarko. The company is also building up a strong understanding of the regulations and local consumer preferences. Indonesian customers place great importance on after-sales service, he added. Widjanarko, who has a PhD in material physics from the University of Colorado Boulder and has worked on third-generation solar cell research projects for the National Renewable Energy Laboratory in Colorado, Started thinking about the economics of solar power when he saw the u s Department of Energy pushing for projects to decrease the cost of solar power systems to one dollar per watt. He discussed the possibility of starting a solar power business in Indonesia with longtime friend Gusmantara Ekamukti Himoan, who was then working at a hedge fund in the u s handling alternative energy investments. The two decided that their plans would have to wait until the price for solar power systems in Indonesia drops to one dollar per watt. In 2016, the price for solar modules in Indonesia went down to almost one dollar per watt. We began talking about possible business models and local intricacies that could influence our business model, said Wijnarko. By this time, Himawan had returned to Indonesia and was CFO at e-commerce startup Orami. The awaited moment came in 2018. Widjanako and Himawan set up Zuria with Philip Effendi, who was then an investment associate at East Ventures, a Jakarta-based early stage VC. Himawan quit Orami to work full-time at Zuria as MD, while Effendi is VP of Operations discussing the challenges that Zuria faces as it expands. Wijnarko said customers' concerns have changed since they started in 2018. At that time, prospective clients were mostly worried about the lack of clear regulations regarding solar power. That is no longer the case for commercial users of solar energy these days, he noted. However, it is not necessarily the same for residential customers, who, according to Wijnarko, face complicated certification processes and inspections when installing rooftop solar systems. In addition, Paseiro, the state power company that has a monopoly on electricity distribution in Indonesia, will only pay for 65% of electricity generated from residential rooftop solar panels. This makes it less economical for homeowners to use solar panels for an on-grid system. And for this reason, Zuria hasn't entered the residential market. A more fundamental problem has also become evident. Most are unfamiliar with solar systems and the reasons for switching to solar. Many people think of solar cells in terms of water heating, Wijnako said, referring to solar-powered water heaters like Solarheart, which are found in some Indonesian homes. We got a lot of questions about that well into 2019, even among big industrial players, which later became our clients. This is reflected in client priorities. Most prospective users are concerned about whether solar power can help them save on electricity bills. This is different from what Wigenaco saw in the US, where clients are also interested in reducing their carbon footprint. The cost of electricity became an important issue during the current COVID-19 pandemic. An opportunity which Janarko sees. I can see the appetite for cost savings increasing. Solar power is seen as a way to reduce business expenses. The company is in talks with a number of prospective clients who can potentially add ATMW to Xuria's portfolio. Curia uses solar panels from Canadian Solar, Solar Jinko and Seraphim Solar System, as well as LT. Remote monitoring technology from SolarLog. It has also developed proprietary internal tools to automate sales processes. According to Wijnarko, automating various sales processes has led to a threefold increase in productivity compared with before. We prioritise speed and accuracy in our development and deployment processes, he said. If there are third-party solutions that fit our needs, we will not hesitate to adopt them. However, there are still other processes that we develop on our own, or integrate with third-party components. That's a wrap for today's episode of Impact Powerhouse. We hope you found our deep dive into solar power industry in Indonesia, both informative and inspiring. Check out the episode description if you want to read the full article published on compasslist.com. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to share it and subscribe to our podcast channel. Stay tuned for future episodes. Thanks again for tuning in to Impact Powerhouse today. And until next time, Keep innovating and making a positive impact for a better world and a brighter future.